Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Well, well, great to be in church this morning. Who's glad that they're in church today? It is good to be back at church. Uh, hope you had a great time over Christmas. Uh, maybe you were, I don't know, feasting. Did anyone do some feasting on food? Yeah, time with family and friends. Yeah, maybe you had some rest, recuperation. Did anyone do that? A little bit of that. Uh, maybe you created some memories. I hope you had a great time with uh, the loved ones in your lives and that you enjoyed Christmas and New Year's. Uh, we, had a, we had a great New Year's. We went up to a local hill to, near us that looks out over the city, had our portable uh, Bluetooth speaker, Pumping out some of the hits from when I was a teenager, um, a little bit of doof doof. It was it was good. The kids were actually embarrassed, so I just turned it up even louder. Come on, we got to get the kids embarrassed, right? <laughs> uh, I love that as a church that we took a couple of weeks off, one or two weeks off over the Christmas period, time to rest, time to uh, value people, value their time, say, hey, thank you for all you do uh, in our church serving uh, every week. And so we take some time away to be with our children, our families, our parents, uh, a well-deserved break and to recharge and then we come back. Come on, we come back January 7th. We come back ready to see God move in our church, move in our lives. We want, we want to see something happen this year. And 2023 was a great year for Elevation Church, Melbourne West. It was a fantastic year. We saw so many great things that were hap- happening. God was good. And we saw a lot of metrics and things that you can measure. But some of the great things we saw were things you can't measure. Spiritual growth in people's lives. People were handing over control to God. People saying, yes, Lord, I want to follow you. I want to have encounters with you. And see, that's why we're here. It's to encounter God. And and we come on a Sunday and we have corporate worship and we bring our gifts and we serve each other and we serve God and we we do those things and we, we encourage each other, stir each other in our faith. We develop friendships and all those types of things. But the main reason we're here is to encounter God. And in 2023, we had an emphasis on on encounters with God and building community. And we will continue that in 2024. And Pastor Miles will share next week and will speak into that space about where he sees our church heading in 2024. And I'm looking forward to that. I'm excited. But I want to be asking you this morning, would you be praying and seeking and desiring from God that you would encounter Him in 2024? See, to encounter God is not just something we say, okay, that was the 2023 theme. Now, what's the 2024 theme? No, we want to encounter God in 2024 as well. So today, first message of 2024, well, first message here in person. We had an online service last week, but first message in person. I want to bring a message of hope and encouragement today. I want to bring a message that will cause us to stir our faith afresh. Come on, we've got the food bellies from Christmas. We've got the food comas, you know, maybe we've got the back to work doldrums. Well, I'm here this morning to stir us up, to get our thinking in line with God and His Word and our attitudes and our beliefs to believe Him and what His Word says. See, church, we have a hope. I think I need to say that again. We have a hope. 
We have a great hope. And I want to let you know this morning, our hope is not in our bank account, especially not after Christmas. Our hope is not in our career or the relationships that we have. Our hope is not in, you know, the government or, or any of those types of things. Our hope is not in the church or the pastors. Please don't put your hope there. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. The scriptures say, Psalm 39, 7, But now, Lord, what do I look for? My hope is in you. There's a scripture verse that comes up here right now. Uh, Psalm 39, 7, But now, Lord, we're going to get this happening this year. We're going to get everything on the go. But now, Lord, what do I look for? My hope is in you. My hope is in you. Our hope is in God this morning. So today I pray that my word encourages you to put your hope in God. We've sung some great songs of encouragement this morning. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you today. Wow, what a great start to the year to worship you and praise you and to declare with our mouths that our hope is in you. Our foundation is upon you. We have a, you are, are the one that we are looking towards. And so God, I pray today that as we delve into your scriptures, we would find great encouragement. We would find great faith to start this year 2024 in Jesus mighty name and everyone said Amen. come on everyone said Amen. turn to the person next to you and say I'm glad we are back in church it is a great day 2023 was a great year for our church it was also a great year for our family and for me personally uh, we had a six-week trip in Italy I mean, that's pretty good. Like, that's, that's pretty good. You know, we had to come back. But anyway, that's, that's pretty good. Six weeks in Italy. Uh, Gab got a job promotion at her work. And so uh, that was good for me. I get to spend a little bit more on toys. She has to work harder. But, you know, that's life with job promotions. Joelle uh, had her braces removed early, 12 months. She was ducks of the year at her school. She's like, why are you talking about my braces, Dad? Ethan got a job at McDonald's. He's a working class man now, working hard for a living. Uh, Roman lived his best life. I mean, when you're seven, come on, every, every day is your best life. Uh, I had a season of great health emotionally, uh, spiritually, and uh, uh, mentally. Best I've felt in many years of leadership. So it was a great year. Uh, and then nine years, nine years, nine days time, and I know this is 2024, but I'm going to claim it anyway. In nine days time, Gabby and I celebrate 25 years of marriage and so 2023, you know, we had to get through 2023 to get to 2024, right? Uh, so 2023 was a great year, a great highlight year for my family and I. And maybe for you, 2023 was, was, was similar. Maybe it was a great year for you. There was great memories, the amazing things that were happening. You know, you got lots done, heaps of wins, accomplishments, goals ticked off, you know, tick off those goals. It was a highlight year for you in 2023, but also, in a room with this many people, a church this size, it's possible that also that maybe 2023 wasn't a great year. It could be that 2023 was a year where we faced it. We really faced it. There were obstacles. Uh, our back was against the wall. We were hard-pressed. Maybe we faced some inward battles with insecurities and, and fears and worries and temptation and mental health and addictions and battling the flesh. And maybe outwardly we faced some things. There was sickness, financial pressure, maybe broken relationships. Uh, maybe there was unfulfilled dreams, uh, financial pressure. Uh, quite possible 2023 
was a tough year for some people in this place. And, and you know, I love the Bible, and I say this very often, I love the Bible because the Scriptures speak into every season of life that we're in. It speaks to the mountaintops, it speaks to the moments in life where it's a bit tougher, and Jesus addresses life and how it sometimes is in the Bible in one of my favorite scriptures in passage, uh, my favorite Bible verses in scripture, Jesus said the following, John 16, 33. He says, I have told you all this, that you may have peace in me. Anyone seeking some peace today? Some peace in me here on earth. You will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Jesus has overcome the world. In this one simple statement, Jesus brings a sobering warning, but also a great encouragement for the disciples and for us today, his believers and his followers. See, in chapter 16 and in chapter 15 of John, Jesus is talking to the disciples and letting them know that they are going to face some things in following him, that there are going to be some obstacles that come their way. There's going to be some moments of trials and sorrows. And I just said that perhaps for some of us, 2023 was a, was a time like that, times of trials and sorrows. And as we start 2024, it's quite possible that this year, there may be some trials and sorrows as well. You're like, I didn't come here today to hear that. You know, there might be some trials and sorrows. See, see today we talk about preaching the Bible. And that means preaching all parts of the Bible, even the parts of Scripture that we don't like. And I'm not prophesying this over anyone's life today. I'm not declaring this for our church. Come on, trials and sorrows. But I am saying this, that Jesus says it. There will be trials and sorrows. And today I want to remind us, becoming a Christian does not guarantee an easy life. It's no prosperity gospel of this church. Becoming a Christian does not guarantee an easy life. In fact, Jesus told the disciples they would be persecuted for their faith. They would be tested. Hard times would come. John 15, 20. Remember the word I have said to you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept, if they kept my word, they will also keep yours. But all these things they do to you on account of my name because I do not know who sent me. And the question is, why does Jesus tell them this? Why is he giving this, this heads up? Is he, is he doing it so that they would be fearful? Is he doing it to confuse them? You know, what I understand is that God loves me, then why does these things happen to me? Is he doing it because of that? No, he's not doing it because of that. He's doing it to let us understand that trials and sorrows may come, but they're to drive us towards God, not away from him. I love what Pastor Craig Grishol says about trials. He says, A faith that has never been tested is a faith that can't be trusted. Now, he's not saying God can't be trusted. He's saying that our faith, we may not necessarily trust ourselves in our faith when it hasn't been tested. See, it is in the crucible that your faith is tested and found true or not. Man, when life is good, my faith is good. When things are going well, it is easy for me to believe the promises of Jesus Christ and His Scriptures. But when the testing comes, when we face the trials of life, when they come along, that's when we find out what our trust really is in. 
Do we put our trust in God? It's in the fire. You discover God is with you. He is for you and he is beside you. Romans 8.38, Paul says this amazing passage of Scripture, and I'm so, so convinced of this the more and more that I follow Jesus and as I get older in my life and my maturity in Christ, for I am sure that neither death nor life, someone needs to hear this this morning, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, and another one saying nor length or width, and nor anything else in all creation will be able to what? separate us from the love of God in Christ, through Christ Jesus our Lord. The trials and the sorrows cannot separate you from Christ and His love that He has for you. Jesus says you're going to face some things, guys, but you're going to face some things, but I found that when but appears in a sentence, Okay, first, first dad joke of the year, B-U-T, not B-U-T-T, okay? When I find a, a but appears in a sentence, it's, I might get a letter from, uh, an email from Pastor Miles this week about that. It's usually changing something good into something bad. Have you ever noticed that? When there is a but in a sentence, it's usually changing something good into something bad. Think, think about it, your boss. I was going to give you that pay rise, but... You didn't meet your targets. Has anyone heard that one before? How about this one here? The doctor's report. The test came back okay, but we discovered something else. The girl or guy that you asked out to the formal on a date or whatever says, I was going to go with you, but I got a better offer. What about this one? We've all experienced this one. The drive through person at McDonald's. We were going to make that thick shake for you, but the machine is broken. Go on, does anyone know that one? The machine is broken. Why is it always out of order? See, life seems to always have a but to change a good thing into a bad thing. But, praise God, He is in the habit of changing bad things into good things, making what is bad into something good. The classic story of this is Joseph. And Joseph was the son of Jacob. And in the Scriptures, there, in the Old Testament, there is Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the three fathers of the faith. And Joseph is the son of Jacob. And he was the most loved son of his father. But... There's always a but, but he was hated and despised by his brothers. Most loved son, but sold into slavery, but written off as dead, but falsely accused of a crime he didn't commit, but he was left languishing, forgotten in prison. Bad things, but in Genesis 5.20, Joseph says this. He says, you intended to harm me, but God... Someone needs to declare this week, this month, this year, but God. But God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. In Romans 8.28, Paul says this to the church in Rome. He says, but we know that all things, we know that in all things, can someone say that this morning? I know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him 
and have been called according to His purpose. Do you love God this morning? Are you saying, God, I am called according to Your purpose? He works things to Your good. And today I want to speak into someone's life. 2023 may have been a time of trials and sorrow, but... I want to say to someone this year that maybe 2024, there might maybe come some trials and sorrows, but God is there. He is able. He says to you, take heart. Take heart. Don't be discouraged. Don't be disenfranchised. Don't be disheartened. Be instead encouraged in your faith in 2024. Stir up. Gather up your your loins, the scriptures say, you know, run in faith. Stand strong in the word and the promises of God. There is a hope, a peace, a comfort, a courage, a strength in Jesus. Jesus says, take heart. Why do we take heart? Because he has overcome the world. Why am I to take heart? Because Christ has overcome the world. In, in the second half of John, uh, John 16, 33, it says, But take heart, because I have overcome the world. I love this declaration that Jesus makes. I love the way that he speaks this out into the spirit realm. See, Jesus in this statement is doing something very common in ancient language and in biblical philosophy, uh, prophecy. He speaks of something guaranteed by God as if it has already happened. I want to remind us, church, that at this moment, Christ has not yet gone to the cross. He has not yet battled sin and death and conquered it. He has not yet risen again. He is here at the Last Supper, this last occasion, talking to the disciples. And sure, he's seen amazing things happen. He, he, he's faced the devil's temptations and defeated him. He's lived a sinless life and done all those things. But he hasn't yet done the most amazing things that he did to come and destroy death and its power, to come and set us free from its bondage, to die and rise again, be a substitute, pay the price for us. Hebrews 11.1, 1. now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Jesus calls that things that be not as if they already are. He says, I've overcome the world. And Jesus activates his faith in the Father, knowing the Father's plan of redemption for humanity and what will be accomplished at the cross. He sees ahead the glorious victory that will occur in a day's, two days, three days time. He sees that he will overcome the world and its systems and the devil and his power and sin and its hold. And he says, I have overcome. And sometimes Christians, we forget this. Jesus has the victory. He has the power. He has won. He has overcome. The victory that Jesus achieved at the cross wasn't just for himself, it was also for us. See, he overcame for our salvation. He overcame for our uh, insecurities, our temptations, our fears and worries and flesh. He, he overcame for our sickness and the financial pressures and relationships that might be broken and unfulfilled dreams. He overcame for us to have a relationship with the Father. And maybe today you're in this room or you're on the live stream and you don't have a relationship with Jesus. I want to give you an opportunity shortly in my message to do that. He, he did all these things in church. This is a promise for us to grab a hold of. He has overcome. Yes, 
2023 might be been hard, but Christ has overcome. There may be tough times in 2024, but Christ has overcome. Maybe 2023, your triumph. Maybe 2024, there's going to be victories. But in, in regardless, Christ has overcome. Today, this is not a motivational speech. This is the very basis of the gospel message of Jesus Christ. He came to earth as a human. He lived a sinless life, died on the cross as a substitute for our sins, rose again, conquered death, defeated sin and its hold. His is the victory. His is the power. Come on, someone needs to give some praise. His is the glory. He has overcome. The keys could come. That'd be great. And, and as I start to finish today, uh, uh, just to summarize what we've already spoken about, he tells the disciples, some trials and some sorrows are going to come. And they face some trials and sorrows. We, we, we haven't faced yet. Monday we might face the trials that they faced. I mean, their trials cost them their, their reputation, their careers, their lives. Many disciples died as martyrs. And so I'm not trying to say that our trials necessarily are equal to the trials that they face. But we have trials and sorrows in our lives too. This is true. But He also told them to take heart because He's overcome the world. He's overcome sin and its power. He's, he wins. If Jesus wins, then we know one day we will win too. Come on, there can be seasons of winning in this life, but we know that there is coming an eternity of winning. There is an eternity of winning with Christ in the heavenly realm. So there's trials and sorrows and there's also overcoming. But there's one other thing that Jesus said. At the very first part of it, He says, I've told you all these things so you might have peace in me. Peace in me. What does this look like? It means we're going through life as Christians. We're going through life doing our, our, our best to become more like Christ. We're allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us, to guide us. We're seeking God. We're, we're doing those things. and We understand that being a Christian doesn't guarantee an easy life. We understand, we realize that there might be some seasons of trials. There might be some seasons of sorrows. We also know on the other hand that Jesus has overcome anything we face inward. Fears, pressures, worries, the flesh, anything outward, um, sickness, financial pressure, broken relationships, unfulfilled dreams. We know Jesus has overcome them all. And it means that if we grab a hold of this, if we really grab a hold of this, and we really grab a hold of the promise of John 16, 33, and we hold on to its truth, we can say this, God, I'm at peace with whatever might come my way. God, I'm at peace. You know that peace is something you can't buy. It's something you can't make happen. It's something you can only experience in an understanding that, Lord, no matter what I face, overcoming or trials, victory or setbacks, God, I know in every season of life that I am going to have peace because you told me it's you told me you're going to overcome, and you've told me there's some trials. So this morning, these aren't just words. They're not just some mental ascent. Jesus is real. Does anyone believe that? He's alive. He's active. He's working in our lives. The Holy Spirit power lives in us to transform us, to make us more like Him. He, he has come upon us to, to anoint us, to carry the message of Jesus. And He brings us peace daily so that I can overcome even when I'm not overcoming. See, the peace of God is that which transcends all understanding. 
how can I overcome when I'm not overcoming? Because I have God's peace with me. I'm able to say, God, I trust you. I'm able to say, I give my life to control to you. And so my encouragement today in 2024, if you're facing suffering, trouble, trial, tribulation, find your peace in Jesus. My encouragement is if you're overcoming in life, winning and achieving, kicking goals, find your peace in Jesus. Matthew eleven twenty eight final scripture. Come to me. This is Jesus speaking. Come to me. He's speaking to us this morning. The Holy Spirit is ministering to us. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come on, Christ can give you rest. What are you, what rest are you seeking? Maybe you need physical. Maybe it's emotional. Maybe it's mental. Maybe it's spiritual rest. Come to me this morning. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I'm going to open up the front here shortly for prayer. If anyone wants to come forward, ministry time. Maybe there's something I've spoken about this morning has spoken to you and you want to come forward. You, maybe trials or sorrows, maybe overcoming, maybe peace and you want to come forward. Maybe it's for something else. I'm going to open up the front for, for us to do that. But also, I want to give an opportunity right now, first Sunday in person of the year, to give someone an opportunity to know Jesus Christ. See, there's a peace that we can experience when we come to know Jesus. Something we cannot experience in any other way. Substance, relationship, Experience can only come through Jesus Christ. But He doesn't just offer us peace in this world. He also offers us peace between Him and the Father. He offers us relationship with God. See, we're separated from Him. We're, we're, we, are, uh, we are cut off from God. We are, uh, there's another word, but I can't remember. We, we are away from God. God wants to bring us back into relationship. He wants to reconcile us to Himself through Jesus. How does that happen? happens by us saying, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you are who you said you are. I believe you did what you said you did. It says, it, it, it's, it's in saying, I believe you died for my sins. It's, it's saying, I believe you rose from the dead. And if you will say those words and believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, the Scriptures say, you will be saved. The question is, saved from what? Saved from an eternity separated from God. Saved from an eternity in a place where there is Many trials and sorrows, safe from eternity, where the scriptures say there is gnashing of teeth, a place that we call hell. The scriptures say, if you will call upon the name of God, you will be saved and you will know God, you will know Jesus, and you will know the Holy Spirit. So, this morning, as all eyes are closed, as every head is bowed, I want to give people in this place an opportunity to say, Bronson, I want to know Jesus this morning. I want to have a relationship with Him. We call it to invite Jesus into your life to invite Him to be part of your life. I want to invite Jesus into my life this morning. If that's, if that's you this morning, would you do something for me right now? Would you put your hand up? Say, Bronson, I want to know Jesus like this. I want to experience His peace. I want to have peace between me and God. I want to be reconciled. I want to say, Jesus, You are Lord. You died for me. You rose again. This place this morning, raise your hand. Thank you, God. I'm going to pray a prayer right now. And I want to 
I invite you to pray this prayer with me if you want to invite Jesus into your life. Dear Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and Saviour. Thank you, you died for my sins. You rose again for my victory. I give my life to you. Thank you for your peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We thank you, Jesus, this morning. The scripture is such a great encouragement for us. We thank you, God, that you've overcome the world. Lord Jesus, whatever we might face, whatever season, we thank you there's a peace that we can experience. And we just give you praise for that right now, Lord God. In your mighty name, I pray if anyone has prayed that prayer for the first time, or maybe if for time of being away from you, I pray that they're experiencing your goodness, your peace, your love, your joy right now and all throughout this week, Lord God. We thank you for that in your mighty name, Jesus. And we give you praise for that in Jesus' name. I'm going to ask the team to sing that last final song we, we, we sang, Firm Foundation.